Rise and Shine Pinchers, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I finally have Jimmy back here with me today. Today is the classic format of Chief Complaints. Jimmy, we haven't had you on in a little bit for the Chief Complaints because last week was... But they got me for The Bachelor. I, but it was, it was, it was a different vibe. No, they I got can't... Gary. They got Gary. Gary. Which, by the way, you guys wrote in, you guys loved um, his impersonation. We have a very... Gary packed episode for you guys today. Not only are we doing chief complaints today, not only are we doing episode five recap of the Golden Bachelor, we are doing episode six recap. It is the second to last episode before the finale. And we're recording it right now. The finale actually airs, I think, tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. So I, we're just going to have to be a week behind because that's we, what we do. We've always been a week behind. It's just how the release schedule works. It's but fine. I'm excited to see tonight's episode because it's like the women tell all. And I feel like Sandra, my favorite, Sandra, Sandra, I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. She has like just such good takes. I'm excited to see what she has. Like she's going to come out of the woodwork with like fire yeah. takes and be like this oh. whole time, like Teresa was doing this. I can't wait for Kathy. Oh, Kathy, I forgot about her. You know who I'm excited for? I'm excited for Joan, the hot blonde lady that had to leave. Oh, yeah. Do you think she'll be there? I think she was, like, his lover. Like, I think she was meant to end up with him. Do you think? I think so. I think, like, whoever he picks now. Wait, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. he's going to pick this other girl. But him and Joan are going to start a little uh, no, email chain. He's going to be like, Joan, you looked great at the the reunion. She's going to be like, thanks, Gary. Like, um. Wait, so does he pick? between the two women at the finale like this was filmed a while ago i don't okay so every show is like kind of different i feel like but at least for the bachelor i think you 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 hear like the behind the scenes stories and then you watch who he picks and it's still filmed in like the house like there's still a whole ass rose ceremony situation oh Oh, wait wait no 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 no. sorry i was wrong no 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 he um he like i think from what i remember now don't roast me you guys because i haven't seen the bachelor in years I'm pretty sure he makes the two women like wait in two independent locations and wherever he shows up is who he proposes to and the other woman has to be like I'm sorry like Jesse the guy's like I'm sorry like, like so you he, know what so, this means so, so he, he either stands you up yeah oh so he either stands God. you up or he comes to propose to you Are you sure I'm that's positive. Still how it works well, No 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 I, I don't know this is a new series That just seems unfair to that the That seems like elder neglect that- well, yeah, the person, yeah, Elder exactly. abuse. the person like left. I do remember watching one episode of The Bachelor where some girl got left on a beach. Yeah, that's just what like, I thought like about. a little like island. Jimmy, like, oh, wait, yeah. so you know how this trend has but been? But that wasn't like, like the, a finale. That was just like in the middle of the season. I don't remember, but Jimmy, you know how like weeks ago we were talking about the whole like Roman Empire thing. Yeah. That is my Roman Empire. The other day, I was like just you know chilling on the toilet, and I thought about that scene. I was like, oh my god, remember that girl that was on the island? And I was like, what a time. Uh, yeah so anyways but this is this is we're getting ahead of ourselves first we got to jump into our chief complaint of the week and we're gonna speed through it just no to, we're not uh, gonna speed through it we are you know why because why? this question is about time management and we're gonna manage <laughs> our time have... so we can get to the bachelor okay so anyways this person had a great question this week <clears throat> i need help with time management i'm trying to manage full-time work and full-time class while studying for the dat which first of all i just have to say like i don't know how you're doing this but i am like so impressed because the concept of working full-time while taking full-time classes and studying for the dat like let's just give 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 this person a snap come on snap with me they get good job but also wait can i say my piece first 
Why do you always get to talk first? Because I feel like I have a good, like, reassuring nugget. You and I are, like, a little good cop, bad cop, and okay. we have two different opinions. So maybe you should reassure them after I take them down. No, no, no. Let me bring them up before you bring them down, okay? Oh, okay, so yeah. we also, we didn't discuss before this episode, like, what we were going to say. So, like, but I just have a feeling. So anyways, my take on this is... In order to manage your time, to have good time management, you have to have an understanding of your own time. Because let's be honest, everyone's like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. True. But we all use those hours so differently. The amount of work that you can get done on something in 30 minutes is so different than like your peer, right? So you can't really compare yourself. So what I'm saying is you have to understand your own sense of time, aka you have to understand how long it takes you to get certain tasks done. Now, so when I was in kind of a similar predicament, I was never a superhero the way that you're tackling all these things. But when I was in the same predicament, you know, like studying for the DIT, working part time in pharmacy school, I had to have a very strong barometer of how long things would take for me. Let's say I had a test in like infectious disease the next day. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm pretty good in this class. I'm going to give myself like two hours to study before the test or whatever. But then let's say another week, then I would have a test in like PKPD, which I was like not good at. I'd be like, all right, you know what? This class is a toughie. I know I'm going to need like at least four hours one to study for something. One of those something. locked in the library right, for right, half right. a day. Yeah. Similarly, let's say like I have a uh, assignment due for like my dental school applications. I have an essay due. I know I can bang out writing really quick, right? So I'm like, okay, let me give myself then that short amount of time period. I'm not going to give myself a long like two hours because I know that I'll waste that time and only use the remaining 15 minutes at the end. So do you see what I mean where not every hour or minute is created equal, right? So when you structure your day, don't be like, I need balance. I need two hours for DAT, two hours for blah, 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 two hours for that. Instead, schedule first the things you have to do. So that's showing up to your work shifts because you have to do that and showing up to like tests for school because you have to do that too. Anything else that's fluid, try to cater that to your own time. So that's the amount of time you need to study. That's getting ready in the morning to go to work and stuff. That's um, studying for the DAT and things like that. Control what you can. And I know there's a limit to how much you can control, but just be aware that Susie over there might only take one hour to study for the DAT, but just have some self-awareness of how long that'll take. Another thing with time management, I've said this tip before on the podcast. This is one of my favorite tips but you have to know how to optimize your energy when you have it. So we actually just released an episode about like for, with a sleep coach about what kind of a chronotype you are. Are you, it's kind of like, are you a morning bird or a night owl? But there's actually four different distinct types. So listen to that episode and figure out what animal type you are. That will dictate when you have the most energy, right? So what I did also that was strategizing was I would think about my most mentally consuming task, right? Let's say that's like, oh, I have to memorize this like chapter of bio. I would save that for when I have my optimum energy levels, which for me personally isn't the conventional thing that lines up with a work time. My optimum energy mental levels are like 7 p.m. until like 9 p.m., right? So that means I'm doing my hard hitting, heavy focusing stuff then. Instead you, of hanging out with your fiance. Yes. You have to have an awareness though of this because sometimes people try to like cram in really hard hitting like 
like very mentally tasking things during a time when you don't have a lot of energy. This is when people are like, let me wake up at 5 a.m. and study from 5 to 7. Yes, you could technically wake up from 5 a.m. to 7, but if you don't have enough energy and mental capacity, if you're not a morning person and you can't focus at 5 a.m., then you're kind of just making yourself tired for no reason and wasting that time. So have a good understanding of not only, like I said earlier, how much time it takes for you to do something, but when is the best time of day for you to do this? Because this can make you structure your day better. Um, and this can make you structure your work better if you could maybe choose different shifts or things like that. Like just think about what task is, start with what task is going to take the most energy and plan your day kind of around that. Um, because I also had tasks where like, oh, I had to write a mini essay here and there that would take up like maybe like 20% of my brain. Like I'm just writing something casually. Mm -hmm. You can do that in bed, you know, so, but you're doing a great job. Okay. Now you say your piece. Right. So when I hear someone say they're doing two full-time things, Mm -hmm. <laughs> the math already doesn't check out. Jimmy's like, the math ain't mathing. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's a situation where I, I'm not saying you, you know, bit off more than you could chew. Maybe you didn't. You're just kind of, you know, in the thick of it. And That's and what some people have to do. And you did that too. I'm not really. Well, I'm kind of. When, when you were, when don't you remember when you were studying for your, like, additional boards while you were working? Yeah. You had to so make that work. I think work, I think working a job, a full-time job and studying is doable i think right. being full-time in school it, that i think that's where it gets a little tricky um and it, you know you gotta you want to make sure you pass the dat and everything well not pass this is you wanna, like, yeah you, you want to score well, well on it i think that what we're saying is like there are seasons where sometimes you you have to do what you have to do like mm -hmm. we've gone through it granted again like well, it's in, it's incredible what you're doing but that sounds really really hard it, but there's seasons for you to do this to do the grind right and i think you have to with time time management a lot of it is what time that you're doing other things that you enjoy or and do you want to give up to be you know be able mm. to do these other things so if you're also kind of trying to like if you're worrying about like having a social life during this period of time this isn't the period of time where you have a social life this so is you're period of time saying for you to kind of just like put your nose down and grind it out mm. and if there's things in your life that you can kind of temporarily put on pause that's a good idea if you're a full-time student right now and you're also working full-time i'm sure you know maybe you need to be working full-time maybe that's kind of part of it mm. uh but knowing that your end game goal is to be in dental school and become a dentist that you know the short-term kind of finance you know financial uh gain you can make by working full-time might not be worth it to get you to where you're eventually going so I it see. might be worth even talking to your boss at work and saying hey like can i just you know cut back to four days a week if you're able to kind of financially manage something like that for the period of time that you need to study to just give yourself that extra bandwidth if you're struggling with time mm. uh, just find ways to you know temporarily free up some time Maybe you, you know, normally, you know, go to trivia night with your friends and... Uh, it all comes back to trivia. Everything's get, about trivia. Well, uh, we only got third place I know. Oh, we didn't update week. them in last week's episode because we switched around right. the main oh, and the yeah, chief yeah, complaint. Was off. But, um, yeah, you guys. Well, that's why we didn't share because we came in third. But December, we'll get them yeah. uh, in trivia. But, but you might just need to kind of forgo some other things. I think it's a situation where it might be good to get meal delivery kits or something like that or meal meal prepping ahead or, of time or too meal well meal prepping still I know. requires a lot of time i know but meal delivery takes money 
Right. Well, no, like the or the you know like a yeah, Hello yeah. Fresh that only takes thirty minutes or something. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, okay. So, but but I like what you're saying though because kind of it sounds like what you're saying is you need to not only do time management but think about expectation management. And so, also like knowing if, your limits. Well, yeah. So it's like if you're gonna be doing all of these things. Just have an honest conversation with yourself about, like, if you're so tired from, let's say, like, studying for a full-time school and working a full-time job, are you going to be able to concentrate on the studying for the DAT thing? Um, And I think when I was in that period, when I had my back against the wall and I feel like I had to cram it all in, something that kind of, that, that I wasn't thinking about that now I can kind of think about is how, like, we don't have to rush ourselves on, like, a certain timeline either because it sounds like, you know, we're trying to get things in in time, but just don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, it's totally okay if, for whatever reason, it's just not working out for you to, like, study for the DAT on top of all of this. Like, at the end of the day, your mental health and your health, your health period comes first. So if you find yourself, like, not sleeping, not feeling like your usual self, not enjoying the things that you used to do too, I think it's worth thinking about like maybe like I have many classmates many 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 classmates that like pushed off a year or two of applying to dental school because they needed more time to study for the DAT Um, I have many classmates that you know the the, the timeline is fluid I know that it feels like sometimes we have to go straight from from like high school to college to then dental school or whatever Um, but in reality like the timeline really doesn't matter. It's it's your own timeline. It's what you make of it. So definitely just prioritize your mental health and your physical health first because like I just can't imagine. This this must be a lot for you and I commend you for doing it, but make sure you're taking care of yourself first. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I do remember kind of one period of time where I, I feel like I, I hit that like overwhelm point. You really? remember when I was like working? Like, I was going to say, tell me a bit over, about that. Like, I think I was on my... It was... Uh, I think I was on my ippy rotation my like little intro retail one, oh remember? really wait were we or, dating then i wasn't no. dating you then no we were da- no this one we were ippy? um because it was like the it was, was that p2 year yeah, it was like p2 year summer or something. no i think that was like right when we started dating no it wasn't because we were already because um, i didn't no, date you our... when we were p when you was a p1 when you was <laughs> no no it was my summer after my p2 year oh yeah. i see going into your p3 year you comforted me when i was uh, <laughs> clearly like, i don't remember this uh, no, I I actually like distinctly remember like one of the only because th- oh I one do of the only remember. times I was like crying to you yeah. on the phone because I was just like I do remember overwhelmed because I had been trying to do too much the whole time yeah. I was working sixty hours I had to go yeah uh, do other school stuff and and you wanted to hang then, out with friends still too and I, yeah did didn't have time to hang out with my friends or anything and then that breaks my heart and then like towards the end of the summer didn't was like almost close to not even finishing my required hours for the summer so then i had to actually quit my other job Mm -hmm. or you know kind of take take like a break to make sure i could prioritize kind of the schooling thing the thing that was going to move me forward um so that's uh i remember being real real shit worked it i know and i remember too like and i'm not someone that gets that way very easily yeah, I, I, there was another time too where like you were deciding in school whether mm-hmm. or not to like um, to stop doing your retail job while you were in pharmacy school too. I remember. I I think sometimes like ending these situations and like choosing choosing and like focusing on one thing is like so freaking hard. I think I read a quote somewhere too where mm-hmm. like one of the hardest things on your path to success is being choosy and like eliminating things cuz there's so many distractions, right? We all want to make money, we all want to be in school, we all want to study for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just really really hard. So I think it's totally doable because obviously Jimmy and I and everyone 
that's you know now where we are we all got here we all got through these things but it, it wasn't without like having these honest conversations and making tough decisions like okay is there something i need to do like jimmy said that was a great suggestion actually like maybe asking your boss about solutions if your boss is someone that you think would be open to that mm-hmm. i know people too i just had a conversation with someone about how their boss was like um could you not and do this shift instead? You right. know, and like that's that's always there too. That's that's a consideration. I mean, yeah, I told you that story about how uh, I oh, walked I... up to my old boss and was yeah. like, "So um, I've worked forty-seven days in a row. Um, <laughs> could I maybe have a day off?" And he's like, "No, but here's fifty. Yeah, yeah, right. And you were like, "Thanks, thanks." <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, well, I, yeah, I think a lot of it is like it feels really overwhelming unless you. You need to just kind of plan ahead. I remember, like Connie was saying, like planning out how much hours you need. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't, I don't even think, you know, do that because I think for studying things like that, you don't really know how much time you need to get the information. But you need to give yourself in. some structure. I think. Yeah, there just needs to be structure. It can't just be like, oh, I have this DAT book. Like, let me read through, through it. it. Yeah. Like, give yourself a schedule. Of like, okay, like chapter one, do by this day. Right, right, right. And then keep like, it loose. Give yourself like a due date. Because I think, at least for me, like, a due date, really helpful. Yeah, um, and you know what? A loose due date is more helpful than this day, da-da-da-da-da, this day, da-da-da-da, because what happened to me... Well, yeah, so Jimmy was a witness of this. I was such a... Remember what a hot mess I was studying for the DAT? You're like, was? You were a hot mess studying for... You've been a hot mess studying for everything. I know, but okay, so do you remember when I was studying for the DAT? Remember, like, you looked at my insane calendar. I was like, let me do eight chapters this day, eight chapters the next day, nine chapters. And every day I would fall more and more behind. And I fixated so much on the schedule. I remember being at my kitchen table in the dark, Googling for hours, like, does anybody have a good, like, five-week study plan? And I spent more time reaching out to strangers on the internet trying to get a study plan to copy than studying my own study things so don't fixate too much on that yeah anyways any other tips jimmy um i think it's time to go into our golden bachelor recap it's time Uh, so i just want to say you know best of luck to this chief uh to this pincher thank you so much for submitting let us know if this helps out at all we are snaps for you again snap snaps for you (laughs) snaps for you i'm proud of you and keep us updated on how everything goes okay so anyways now let's go into it we have two golden bachelor episode recaps starting with episode five so there's only six of them left um i wrote down jimmy knows their names better than i do so let's let's get into this this kind of starts all with faith again right um Faith, her storyline so far is that she's like a little sad all faith the time. Faith no she's been having. <laughs> yeah. In herself. Faith has no faith in herself. She needs oh. to talk to you. I feel like you'd be like Faith. Listen, girl. Hey, Get some faith. Um, but she catches a break. You know why? I'm gonna start calling you doubt. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> doubt instead of faith. Yeah. Hearing it's not to be confused with no doubt. <laughs> When's the Okay, so before Jimmy starts singing No Doubt, <clears throat> so basically the episode starts, right? And Gary gets to choose one lucky woman to do a magical one-on-one date. It's like magical, apparently, like once in a lifetime. He chooses, drumroll, luckily, Faith, because otherwise she would like spiral, literally. Right. So then, And they really haven't had one-on-one time since? Since the first impression. Uh-huh. Did he take her on another date, though? No, she hasn't been. And that's why she's been so, so- sad. First, they had the first impression. They seem to have right, a good right, connection. Right. I think what kind of happened, and I, and I think, uh, you know, through the episode, you kind of see, you know, a, you know, them 
definitely still having a really good connection. I don't I don't doubt their connection. Yeah. But I think he saw her and like had that like kind of love at first sight vibe. Like attractiveness, her. physical. Like, like he was super attracted the to vibe. her. Like she had like this like really like, cool air about her. And then like when it gets down to it, yeah, those things are very true. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't take that much other time to get to know mm. her. And like we see in I think more episode six, uh, you know. Do you think that maybe he was so taken aback by her in the beginning that he was like, I like her. I'll keep her on the back burner. I know she's making it that, till the end. That's the thing. So he that did, he's like, he, I don't need to learn more about her. I know kinda, I like you. That's the thing. He kind of put her on a shelf and then right. has like picked her back up and started playing with her Because he has a lot of women he's got to juggle. And like, yes, that makes her feel shitty, but he's kind of doing his due diligence to learn about the other women. He is, but I find it strange that there wasn't... I just felt like they could have had slightly better interactions in these kind of in between episodes right. but then it would have become the, the faith and gary show i but i want to see that right, you know right, like if right. that if that's the real through line underneath this all like mm-hmm. i want to see those nice moments well uh, okay so basically this uh, this quote actually that i wrote down is emblematic of today's episode because we start out with the one-on-one and he th- he says in his voiceover out of all the women here faith is the big question mark hopefully today reveals like how i feel I wrote red flag because like I wasn't sure like how to take this, but I think that just shows what we're saying is that she was like immediately a yes, but then as he meets more women, that yes becomes more faded because there's more yeses to consider. So mm-hmm. basically this amazing once in a lifetime date is they go on a helicopter ride and then they land on a boat in like the middle of the ocean. It's awesome. She's like, Wow, this is like the coolest thing ever. Um he hops off. She's at her They're like holding something. hands. He's like, Wow, this is a once in a lifetime moment. He was like literally on cloud nine, like after the thing. But then we were like, Is he mistaking adrenaline <laughs> from getting off of a helicopter? I think- with love um also i wrote jimmy in quotation marks this is something that jimmy asked do you think he's a good kisser (laughs) so let's unpack this do you think gary is a good kisser um i think faith is a good kisser she's like a musician and stuff she's probably like like soft lips how would you know that (laughs) i think faith was the one that you told me to watch out for right like you were like which i think is interesting but um wait i have something that's really embarrassing to admit and I don't know if I Gary? no not that I don't know how to admit this without like sounding really like like I'm not normally like this okay I'm not a I'm a dentist that can separate her thoughts from her normal life when I'm out of work I'm not dentist kind of usually okay yeah. but every time they have a kissing scene I'm kind of like does any of them have periodontitis because like there's something called perio breath you know like it, yeah. it kind of smells so I'm just like do they have like like who has halitosis who has periodontitis. I feel like- who has bone loss? Like, I, like I just need to know. Everyone over the age of 60 is going to at least have bad breath. I'm like, who has implants? Who has removable? Yeah. What if some of these people have dentures? I don't know. I'm, like, fascinated. Is, is it wrong of me to say, like, old people have bad breath? Um, like, I don't more, think it's necessarily old more people. More likely than not. That like, comes down to a lot of things. I don't think it's old people, but it's as you get older, it might be harder to keep up with home care to like physically. That's why they set, right. they put in nursing homes. Like if you can't brush your teeth, you stick the toothbrush on like a tennis ball so that you can have better mm-hmm. agility with the with the toothbrush. You're, you're getting a little too close. I know. For me. I'm, I'm like trying, foaming at the mouth. I'm trying to have fun. <laughs> this is okay. the fun podcast, and Connie derails us. I'm like, do they have periodontitis? And trying to inspire people. We're not trying to inspire you. We're just right, trying right, to right. give you some good advice. Okay, wait, so let's back. go back to it. So, okay, anyways, back at home, Leslie 
aka Melissa Woodhall. I'm gonna call her Leslie from now on. It's what she deserves. She Should makes we it tell far. Them? So Faith and Leslie, yeah. we say they have similar storylines. Like mm-hmm. the way that the editors edited them, they have drama and yeah. Well, okay, then this is interesting. Faith opens up about how she was a homeless teen. She had like no mother and father. Like Faith went through a lot. Um, and Gary says something interesting, which you and I touched on. He said he felt guilty in the beginning when he chose her for the first impression because he chose her off of physicality, but now it's something more. So he admits it was kind of love at first sight, like the attractiveness. Yeah. It was um, like a look in her eyes. And that's kind of, which makes sense. Um. So, okay. Anyways, now back at home, they did the group date. They did the one-on-one date. The group date was just like at a carnival or whatever. Nothing important. Um. But... Now we have another person, right? We talked about Faith. We talked about Leslie. Teresa's still being Teresa. She's kind of like annoying. We hate Teresa, but sorry. Okay, no, we don't hate Teresa. Teresa, if you're ever listening to this, you're probably a nice person. It's just the way that the editors edited you wasn't great. There's someone else to consider, Jimmy. And it's sweet, sweet Ellen. Ellen is vivacious. She is exuberant. She's lovely. She's funny. She's quirky. She's got a little spunk. She plays great pickleball. She is... She. I think in the hot tub, she tells him she's like seriously in love with him or something. Yeah. Now, I hate to say this, but Ellen gives me more platonic friend vibes to him than like true love interest. I think it's kind of like, you know how sometimes like, obviously before like, you know, you end up with the one, mm-hmm. there's a brief period where you're lonely and then you look at your friend and you're kind of like, they're not so bad. We're like, yeah. we could make it work. And then you try it with a friend and you're like, no, 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 no. That's, I think what Ellen is. You think? I- yeah. I th- because you're Maybe. so desperate for looking for something that it's easy to there's, find something. There's something about Ellen where, like, she just is so, like... Has, she's so endearing. She's, like, got a really great personality and everything. But I don't, like, know how, like, kind of, you know, deep and kind of... I know what you're saying. She is. She's kind of, like, not necessarily surface level, but just kind of, like... Seems to really just, like, enjoy living the moment and everything. I think she likes to play things off as lighter than they are because she does cry. But remember at the end? So, okay, let's kind of, like, jump ahead because I don't think anything interesting happens otherwise. He he didn't even choose someone for the rose because he was like, I can't choose between you women. I need another day. Oh, wasn't that the... That was the one where, like, literally every girl was shooting their shot Wait, I'm dead. like i have feelings yes him. so they go to the carnival right pan to him on a ferris wheel him eating a hot dog him like playing whatever and every single scene it's a different girl being like i'm falling in love with you i'm falling in love with you like all the women start How to hear did he make out with that night like everyone probably he know he's a make out whore but um it's funny because so he has this dramatic moment being like mm-hmm. i need to wait until tomorrow to give the rose like we can wait one more day and then Panda Jimmy, Jimmy goes, what if we can't wait one more day? What if Gary gets dementia and doesn't remember which one he was going to choose? I thought you said what if one of them dies. No, you said what if Gary gets dementia. Oh, well, that too. Okay. I, uh, I, many of you might have seen that I, I said I like Teresa. Oh, you want to clear the, the air Halloween now. the Halloween video. Yeah. I hate her. Right. Um, she just seems awful. And like, oh, this was a funny thing that what, you said. Why, why did we not like her? It's just her vibe. But can I just say, this is this is what it, you yeah. were thinking of. When they're at the carnival, right? Every woman is, not only are they throwing themselves at him. They're like, I love you. I love you. I love you. They're throwing themselves physically at him. They're all trying to make out with him. And then they said like, oh, all, we were like, oh, the women are getting all of their last kisses in with him. And that's when Jimmy goes, might be their last kiss ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, I, like, I know it sounds like we're being morbid. We just like to joke about it. We're not being serious. 
It's fun. No, I know. I just feel like I have to clear the air in case people are like, this is ageist. I feel like Teresa is here because, now let's think about it from a show perspective again, right? I know how we say Teresa grinds our gears. I know there's probably some people out there that love Teresa. They're like, she's so sweet. She's so great. And so Teresa is the important character on a TV show, a reality TV show, where she is a polarizing character. You need someone that makes you want to watch to the end simply to make sure that they don't make it. And she is that for us because like, yeah. that's what, that's why we were like, you're going down Teresa. Um, so let me just share with you guys. Now it's the rose ceremony, right? There's two women left. It's either Teresa or Ellen. And it's kind of like, oh, is it the one we don't like or the one that we really like, but kind of like think it's platonic. No, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I wrote, Teresa, you're going down. Then I wrote, I think it'll be Teresa. And then I wrote, oh no, it was Teresa. Ellen said she's going to faint. And so, okay, remember how yeah. we were talking about how Ellen's kind of a lighthearted character. I think yeah. what happens is, so at the end, Gary's like, can I walk you out? And Ellen's like, sure. And Gary starts being very open and honest. He's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. It was so hard. Yeah. And before he can even finish saying his whole soliloquy, yeah. Ellen's like, I, I gotta go. And she kind of pushes him away, yeah. laughs a little, and then walks to the car. She was devastated. That's it. But that's what I mean. That is how Ellen handles things is because she can't go there. She can't go that deep. She likes yeah. to keep things light. And if she can't keep things light and funny, she has to, she has to leave. Yeah. Okay. And I think like that, that, that makes stuff like this hard. I would love to see Ellen as the next Bachelorette. I think she'd be a good Bachelorette. It sounds like she'll have a really um, intense moment uh, in the finale from the yeah. clip we saw. So we'll get to hear a little bit more about her pain. Maybe she'll be able to better articulate those feelings now that it's been a few moments. That's a good point, too. So let's go on now into episode six. This is like the latest one. This is Hometown. Hometown. So there's three girls left. It's Faith, and then similar Faith, Leslie, and then there's Teresa, okay? Mm -hmm. So first of all, I wrote... So it goes to Teresa first, right? I think it's Teresa first because yeah. my first quote I wrote down in my notes was, how does he not see how ugh she is? I just really don't like Teresa. She has great nails, though. She had she Her does. nails were popping this episode. Ter- Teresa, to me, is all about kind of appearances and making herself look good. Yes. And I think she views Gary as like a perfect kind of like, oh, like, look at this like super nice guy. Like, I'll get married to him. Like, we'll continue our idyllic life in this New Jersey suburb. Like, let's just say on paper, Teresa is like the perfect match for Gary. Very wholesome. You meet the whole three generations of family. You meet her, her siblings. You meet her child, her grandchildren. Like, this is like um, a Nancy Myers movie almost. Like, this is like a Diane Keaton, like ideal coastal New England, it's a New Jersey, whatever, kind of situation though. It's just kind of... It seems kind of simple. And you know what we noticed in the last episode and this episode? Jimmy and I both caught on to how when you asked Teresa about, like, Gary, she's like, oh, it's fantastic. He's exactly what I want. Exactly, like, makes me feel blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to show my... Him to my family. It's very me, me, me Yeah, I don't know what she has to offer him. I think she kind of doesn't think about him. I think she's like, he's a great catch for me. Like, she gave him comfort in the car. She's like, good, I'm a hero for him. Yeah. Right. Like, that was like the most she's ever done for him and i think it's very revealing though in this episode now keep in mind she's the first out of the three ladies mm-hmm. to do the hometown date she uh, okay. the, the sister asked him so oh, no no this was the daughter oh thank you the daughter asked him like so like do you love her or something like that like do, is she like the one and he says this long spiel running around mm-hmm. the topic being like well like the last time i said i love you was in 1960 to my wife blah 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 the wife and then he ends the thing like, saying I don't, know I, I don't know if i'm feeling that 
saying he doesn't know if he's feeling the way he felt in 1960. Not saying he doesn't, but not saying he does, right? And he said he couldn't answer it. He said he couldn't answer Which it. Which he could have just said that. No, he said, I don't know if I'm feeling that, it, though. That's the thing. He, yeah, yeah. He said a little he too much. He said a much. little too much. Um, and keep in mind, again, this is the first out of the three, right? So Jimmy and I are like, okay, maybe he's just not allowed to say that he loves him, right? What? Remember? Okay, so Jimmy and I put this together when we were watching it. This three hometown date feels a lot like when you watch HGTV and people have to pick between three homes for their favorites, like, to buy. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a... Th- uh, goldilocks thing where it's like this one is to this this one is to that this one is right in the middle Mm -hmm. okay so that was the first one right keep that in mind then the second one now we cut to faith and like we said we learned that faith kind of like doesn't have that much it's not like the most ideal um what's the word it's not the most like stereotypical what's the word like fantasy no it's it's not the fantasy I don't what's the word no it's not the most what's that word the most idyllic it's, it's not the most idyllic family dynamic, right? Because she didn't grow up really, well, like, having a relationship with her mom and dad. So we get to Faith's right. hometown. It opens up with Faith and her horses. And Jimmy goes, wait, is your family the horses? Um, and then so what happens is he rides some horses with her. He goes, I can't take my eyes off of you. Like, I notice he has a bigger, fuller smile with Faith. He has more crinkle lines around his eyes. He has a bigger smile. You see more of his buckle corridor, which is right. what in dentistry we discussed, like, that, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of corner. But, yeah, so we meet Faith's family, right? And it's her daughter, her best friend, and her – oh, no, sorry. Yeah, wait, it's – sorry, no. It's her sister, her two sons – and, like, some other, like, vague family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all get along really well. And they're all sitting there on the couch. And then they're talking about the two of them. And then somehow the conversation, I kind of, like, got lost in it. And then somehow someone says, would you say it out loud? Talking about, like, how he truly feels about faith. Yeah. They go, Gary, would you say it out loud? And then he turns to faith and says, I don't know. Would you say it out loud? And she says, I would. And he said, I love you. Oh. And then she says, I love you too. And then they all make out in front of the children. And I'm like, this is awkward. Yeah. So, and but that he was, says, I love you. And it was like a really nice moment in front of all the family. I was I, like, are you even allowed to say that on this show? Yeah. I felt like it was a really good, um, that family meeting felt kind of of the yes. three, the best to me. Now, there is a dark cloud hanging over this, and it's the fact that they are in, like, kind of the middle of nowhere, I think, where Faith is from, and she made it clear. She has this discussion with him saying, like, I hope you know, like, I can't move away from my sons. Like, I I need to be here with my sons. She was like, my horse is buried here. Yeah, something. we were like, what? (laughs) So that's something to consider, because now he's not only thinking, like, okay, who should I propose to? He's like, like, do I have to break up with the horse then? Like, how does this work? I feel like once he realized Faith was a horse girl, it Mm -hmm. might be... Yeah, what if he's like, oh, wait, I don't like horse girls. Like horse girls. So anyways, that's Sorry, Faith. Horse girls. Right. We're doing a lot of apologizing today. But anyways, now on for Leslie's. Leslie's is the last hometown date. And we're reeling over the fact that he already said, I love you to Faith. So we're like, cut the cameras, end it now, just propose to Faith. But we still have one woman left, and that's Leslie. Um, so Leslie reveals that her father actually passed away when she was a teen. She alluded that I think he like committed suicide after dropping her off at school. So like... Basically, Leslie's hometown date starts with that. We learn a lot about her and her trauma. And it seems like her trauma with men kind of like starts with that, right? Right. So on paper, actually, she seems like very compatible with him in that he seems to have just as much good chemistry with Mm -hmm. her as he does with Faith. But with all the traditional kind of like he can maybe like she can maybe end up with him wherever they move. 
as yeah, their, Teresa. Their situation. It's a little bit of everything. I think she's in like Minneapolis and then he's in California, right? Yeah, but like she wasn't like, I can only stay here for my children. Right, right. Like so she like, was... so the problem with Teresa is she has the on paper goodness, right. but not the chemistry. The problem mm-hmm. with Faith is they have the chemistry, but not the on paper ability to make it work. Leslie is kind of the intersection of both of those things. He has chemistry with Leslie, but at the same time, she's not like, we can only live in like Alabama for the rest of our lives, you know? Sorry for any Alabama listeners. Right. Okay. So anyways, so the hometown date with Leslie goes great as per usual. Nothing dramatic happens, honestly. Like, it's just as good as the other things. However, the two of them have an intimate moment at the side at the end where they're, like, against this brick wall. And that's when, unprovoked, he says, I love you to Leslie. And she obviously says, I love you back. So then I said, OMG, what a whore. (laughs) Because, like, now he said, I love you to two women. And, and that's why I think he kind of got caught up in the excitement that yes. is hometowns week a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's true. Because his feelings and kind of passion seem to escalate. Because very passionate makeup. He, he, yeah, yes, that's that's true. I did notice that his makeup with Leslie, but that's because they were alone and not in front of grandkids like he was with Faith. I'll be honest. This is true, but they were on a public street corner. This is true. So, anyways, the hometown dates are all done now. Cut to the rose ceremony. He has to choose between these three women. And turns out, this is the scene we've been waiting for. This is the scene that was in the promo. Gary has a meltdown. He, he like, he runs away. He rose first before he runs away. Oh, you're right. Thank you. So, first, he's like, okay, ladies, this is incredibly hard. Guess who he gives the first rose to? Leslie. And that's when I'm like, okay, never mind. Cut the cameras now. We'll just propose to Leslie. Because in my mind, I'm like, if you can so clearly differentiate Leslie from the other two women, why don't you just marry her? Because, like, why are you even bothering the semantics of choosing between the other two? But Leslie was telling us about how she really you know, has these feelings of not being good enough. So maybe he like, was just trying like to make her feel better. Choice. But like, so does Faith. Faith doesn't have as much of that, like, not feeling good enough. She just kind of had a really like, troubled yeah. childhood and seems to have some emotional attachment issues and stuff. Right, uh, right. So, different. so okay, so he gives the rose to Leslie, and now we're stuck between Teresa and Faith. It's, like we said, the two conflicting things. It's like the last two homes in HGTV that are opposites. Like, you gotta choose one, right? So... Gary just can't handle it. Like we see in the promos, he runs off. He th- He's like, I got to throw up. I felt so bad. Um, he's just like not equipped to make this decision. So long story short, episode six leaves off on a cliffhanger. Now we're left with episode seven that's airing, I think, tonight. And, and he will, yeah. it'll, so it'll be the, the reunion. The women tell all in a live audience first, and then you see who he chooses. So, but anyways, Thank if you, you like fun. what you heard, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you guys next time. Bye!